When did you first learn about race? And how will you forgive those who taught you? At a Mindful of Race training, we were asked this question and put into small groups to share our answers. Here's mine. In seventh grade, at the Episcopalian school my mother had chosen, I had a best friend. We met at recess to play outdoors or sit among the eucalyptus trees and ivy, telling our secrets hidden from our peers. We were the smart girls. We challenged each other in math and Spanish, and we giggled a lot. Finally, as girls do, we wanted a sleepover. So when our mothers came to pick us up, we went together and asked them, what about tonight? The air froze. Our mothers exchanged meaningful glances. Then both mothers explained, not now. This wouldn't be a good idea. That night, I learned that Mavis was black and I was white. There would be no more talk of sleepovers. The next day at recess, Mavis and I met as usual in the woods. We touched each other's skin, arms, and legs. Mavis turned her hands over to show me her pink palms and proudly volunteered the sight of her matching feet soles. I was impressed. We felt each other's hair. Mavis liked her own hair better and seemed relieved that I liked my own hair better too. We hugged and smelled each other's necks. Try as we did, we couldn't discover what our mothers saw. Obedient daughters, we never spoke again. How do I bring a lens of forgiveness to this inheritance of race? In Reverend Jen's words, how do I wrestle the angel of my ancestors to get the other inheritance, the one I really want? 20 years ago, when I first started exploring race and white racial identity, I discovered Buddhist temples built by Chinese railroad workers and a medicine wheel in the mountains of Wyoming. Along California's El Camino Real, I learned about Father Junipero Serra, whose enslavement, shackling, and whippings of indigenous people wasn't mentioned in my childhood history books. In fact, just recently, the Pope granted Father Sarah sainthood. Forgiveness is not on the short list for those who have suffered generations of trauma. Enter restorative justice, truth and reconciliation, and the many ways that the descendants of perpetrators and colonized are working to acknowledge and respond to this legacy of institutionalized racism and oppression in the hope of transmitting a different legacy. Forgiveness is not about condoning violence or excusing harm. It is not about tolerating injustice. Forgiveness <coughs> means giving up all hope of a different past. Giving up all hope of a different past. Because of my attachment to being one of the good white people, I thought I would not perpetuate racism. I have talked to my daughter about race about the history of slavery and colonialism, my daughter's history project on the theft of Henrietta Lack's breast cancer cells just went to state competitions for History Day. But my well-intentioned parental education about race for my daughter has always been about them. 
In using the passive voice, racism happens. I have omitted the other part of the narrative, transmitting a story of oppression without oppressors and a white identity without a past. If white people spoke in the active voice, what would we say? We, your ancestors, sold children just about your age. Your great-grandparents allowed children to witness their mothers and fathers being whipped, chained, and hung. Forgiveness begins with the active voice and releasing the good white identity that companions unexamined racism from generation to generation. In third grade, my daughter Flora became best friends with Rayanne, a girl known for her hilarious personality and her swift reprimands of the third grade boys. I remember one day driving Rayanne and Flora to some event and watching them in the rearview mirror as they giggled and clowned, and then they ducked down behind the seats. When they popped back up, Rayanne was wearing Flora's yarmulke, and Flora had on Rayanne's hijab. They were giggling and hugging each other in hilarity and snapping selfies. At the time, I thought I had done my job as a good white person. And I had, but it turns out there's more to do. And I offer my part in this work to Mavis. Girl, we are too old for that sleepover now but I want to host it for our daughters and granddaughters. Come, let us worship together.